Welcome, Red Sox Nation, to another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. It was hot today in Fenway, but nobody was hotter than Mookie Betts. His three home runs leads the Red Sox past the Diamondbacks, sweeps the series. We'll talk all about the past week. Look forward to the next very important road trip all tonight on Red Sox Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah. Feeling like I'm going to hit three home runs today. <laughs> the kid was just assaulting the monster yeah. seats Those today. Those are cannons. A couple cannons A couple ropes. A couple laser beams going over the green monster. Ridiculous. Mookie Betts is insane. So that's why we're coming into his walk-up music this week on Red Sox Rap 360. Got a very special guest in the house, the youngest fan of our program, Mr. Cashton Finn. How you doing, Cash? Good. Yeah, man. Good to have you, buddy. He's fresh off a trip from Boston, you know, checking out Fenway for a few. I got a love Sox it. Game. Got, a, got a Sox game in, right? I love that. Yep. So, in order to get Cash in here, we had to bring his dad, Kevin Finn. He's in the house as well. Good to be back. <laughs> oh, the welcome back, Finnebago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, so, how about these Red Sox, man? I mean, it started, like, earlier this week, you know, dropping two out of three to New York. It looked like, oof, maybe it was going to be a tough one. But then they rebound, sweep the Diamondbacks in spectacular fashion today. It was uh, tough going there a little bit in the Yankee series. Couldn't get in a rhythm, but... Man, they took it out on the Diamondbacks a little bit, especially today. Zach Greinke, I mean, guy that's a pretty good pitcher still. And uh, he got it taken to him by one Moogie Betts today. Oh, kid's unbelievable. You know, three home a game, his second three home a game of the season. First Red Sox player to do that since, you guessed it, Teddy Ball game way back in 1957. So this kid's absolutely raking right now. Don't sleep on Dusty's five hits right i mean for, for and i mean just quietly i think he's kind of banged up too right now uh yeah well he's he's like getting over the flu yeah you know and it, he sat a game this week you know because of that and uh i mean get the flu more often i guess yeah <laughs> you know he's getting weekly flu shots or uh whatever the reverse of those is and uh man rick porcillo today i mean what can you say I mean, the guy just keeps taking the ball every fifth day and, and doing a, a great job. Even in his losses, he gives them an opportunity to win. Right. I mean, that's so they're undefeated in his starts at Fenway, and that makes him himself 12 and 0 at Fenway this year. Yeah. Right. And what's he 16 and 3 overall? And I think that's tied for the league and uh, tied for the lead league in wins. Uh, with uh, the guy from Toronto there for 16. Oh, J. A. Happ. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean. You know, it's insane. Apparently, there was a number one on the staff this year. I guess so. It's Ricky P. Because I mean, if you if you're starting a playoff series right now, or if you're hosting a uh, a wild card game at Fenway, you got to think Rick Porcello is your guy. You give him the ball to in that game. What I really like about him, and I guess I mean it was tough last year because he struggled so much, but watching him win this year and how smooth. He's just kind of one of those guys that just he doesn't look rattled. His his first inning's the same appearance as his seventh inning, and he just kind of stays in a groove, man. And it yeah. looks it looks pretty uh, he looks pretty relaxed out there. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Eck called it uh, easy cheese today. Yeah, easy cheese. <laughs> just yeah. like, you know, it's only like 93, 94, but it's so easy. It's that easy cheese. It comes in all quick at the end, you know? Yeah. I wish I wasn't so susceptible to subliminal advertising, but the rest of the game I took down a whole sleeve of uh, townhouse crackers and uh, some easy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. No Thanks, Ed. we got fourteen Thanks, free Ed. bottles of Easy Cheese yes. coming. <laughs> Bring the Easy Cheese. <laughs> we'll tell you where we could set them. You know, we could use them down here at the lovely Afterbus TV studios here in lovely North Hollywood. That's where we bring you this fine show. You can find us there every week. Oh yeah, where can people tweet you, Mister Finn, if they want to tweet you during the uh, program tonight or during the week? Give me a shout out at uh, Kevin F. Finn, F I N N, and uh, see what we can bring up here. See if we can stir the conversation a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, how about the 23 year old Mookie Betts and, and like how this guy has just kind of vaulted himself in the AL MVP discussion now? I mean, just ridiculous. Check out this guy's numbers after his day to day of the four for six day he had today. He's hitting 313. So, I mean, for a while there, the past few weeks, it was like, oh, can Mookie get to three, you know? And now he is sufficiently over that and looking to stay there. He's got a 561 slugging percentage, 91 runs, 34 doubles, 5 triples, 26 homers, and 84 RBIs. 84 RBIs. And he was pretty much hitting exclusively in the one hole until about three days ago. Right. I mean, if he, if he, if you give him a pitch... On the inside half of the strike zone, I, I wouldn't recommend that to him right now. I yeah. would not recommend that. That's not a good idea because <laughs> he's going to make that a mistake. It doesn't matter what speed it's at. Uh, he's, I mean, and the combination of him and Jackie Bradley, they've kind of been ham and egging a little bit this season. When when one's been kind of off, the other one's been kind of just taking the the reins a little bit and getting hot. Seems like. I yeah. mean, I don't know how this, yeah. the numbers stacked up that much, but I mean. It seems like, you know, Bradley's valleys are, go longer than uh, Mookie's, though, you know? Yeah. It just seems like Mookie, when he has a couple bad games, he just writes the ship real quick, you know? Yep. So. <laughs> um, but, I mean, how you doing over there, buddy? Good. You doing good? Uh, yeah. That's your microphone. We can hear you on that if you're talking to that. So that's what we're doing. We're talking right now. Yeah, We'd prefer that you just kind of only bring Red Sox conversation, not yeah, your Stranger yeah. Things conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can get you in the Stranger Things after show, you know, here at Afterbus. You know, give it, hopefully they go like 11 seasons because I think you have to be, you know, maybe 17 in order to get going here. But, uh, yeah, so Mookie, it's like, I, I still would probably, if I had a vote today, like, even though I don't have a vote, folks, <laughs> rest easy, uh, like Jose Altuve. You know, the MVP. still, yeah, right yep. now for MVP. But, I mean, after today, Mookie's, like, firmly entrenched in discussion. He, he goes uh, past Poppy for the team leading homers. Yep. He's now leading all of Major League Baseball in uh, extra base hits. Yep. I mean, this And playing right field at Fenway Park is no walk in the park. And Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's a tough position. That's a great point. And, and he plays it really well. And it's kind of one of those things where no one really gives you credit for playing right field in Fenway Park. But... You know, unless you're, you know, part of Red Sox Nation, I guess. But you know, it's it's a tough spot out there, and and he's made it look just like, I mean, it's it, watching him 
in JBJ, it's just a yeah. thing of beauty. And now a third killer bee added to the mix for that outfield mix and uh, Mr. Andrew Benatendi, and he just keeps raking. I'm not sure if he's the outfield. I mean, he's going to have to be. You saw the be. play against the Yankees. That was, I mean, he lost in the lights. Yes, but he lost in the lights, and I think he has looked suspect out there in yeah. left field starting off. But he's only getting better. I mean, before, it seemed like early on he was kind of scared to go to the wall. He was always reaching for it. And he went hot into the wall today and, like, didn't make the play on the catch. But fortunately, I don't know, somehow the ball just bounced directly off. It went green monster off the ground and then stuck right in his glove. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, it was kind of fortunate, but he made it look like I meant to do that. You know, it was pretty smooth. I'm sure he's going over it. He's going hard at the wall right now in practice. You know what I mean? He's probably been, been big time. He's out there, uh, with Ruben Amaro every day before, uh, before the game. Oh man. He's sick. But I mean, he, on the offensive side, refuses to not get hits. I mean, just, for his size, it's incredible the amount of action. I mean, he's got bat speed. His bat speed just must be astronomical. Because, ben yes, because his hits. I mean, it's not like I mean, he's a, he looks like he just walked out of uh, you know a salon. Well, a salon. Like he just but, walked out of a salon. <laughs> but I mean, he looks like they. You know, he's I'm playing. Listening a bunch of left field tonight. for the American Legion or something. I mean, he's. Small, yeah. tiny, frail, looking, young looking. I mean, yeah. yeah, and but it's not like he's getting these flares and you know. I mean, when he hits the ball, it's it's a hard line drive, and he's spraying the ball. Yeah, he definitely hits line drives. I love that, and like it seems like this is a concerted effort of the Red Sox to get these type of guys because if Benatendi sticks in left field, like right now, I've seen enough to know what Bryce Brents brings to the uh, table. I want to see Benatendi in there versus some lefties until Young gets back. And if he proves that he can hit lefties, well, maybe Young doesn't play, you know? He's just strictly fourth outfielder, you know? Yeah. But... Because, I mean, the kid just looks smooth. He's not rattled at all. I mean, you know, his first start, his family was at the game, and his dad essentially awesome. said that, like, this kid does not get excited about anything. Yeah. So when he made the phone call and was actually excited, it really meant that much more because it was Andrew, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, so he looks But they're all three of them are very much in that same mold of quick to the inside part of the plate, hands inside the ball, quick wrist, boom, yeah, yeah. you know, and sneaky power. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, you know, and like, it's, it's great to see. Now, Poppy, you know, as, a, as a, a heavyweight myself, you can't let these little guys take the team lead in home runs. So you really got to throw down the gauntlet and come back here and win it for the big boys. Come on now. The home run ball. Dig chicks, dig the long ball. That should be coming from the big guys. Now make it happen. <laughs> Bet you keep hitting them too. Just poppy hit more. You know that's all. But uh, so yeah, Porcello not to be outdone. I mean, this guy. It's just we were we were all excited to have uh, David Price. You know, coming to the team this year, and he was going to be the stopper. And then it was like Stephen Wright for the first like three months of the season. But all season long, this guy has been consistent. And how about early in the week when he was like that little dust up he almost had with the Yanks? Yeah, well, I mean that was kind of a weird play because again, our, our, our guy makes an incredible throw, throws him out of third base, right? Oh yeah, Bradley, Bradley. Yep. 
Why so, are people running on him still? I, I, it, He's got the best was, arm of any center fielder. I know, but that was an incredible play. I mean, that was that was like, there was like two people in the league that could make that throw, and I don't know <laughs> if he's making rope. that throw like he's maybe making that throw like two out of ten times. I mean, he fell down after it was incredible. But Bogey I was really would love show. to know what that what that exchange was all about because it was right after that play. Yeah. They seem to be speculating the next day or uh, on the post game or something that it was like because he, he pointed to his eyes like Porcello like oh and that, Porcello pointed to his eyes yeah yeah and it, so they were thinking it was oh, because Headley he was, was stealing steal signals yeah. I, yeah I read about yeah. that yeah I mean if Chase Headley was crafty enough to steal signs from the batter's box wouldn't he be a little better player because he hasn't had a good season since like 2011 yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, can the, you do that even? Sti- it's very like, can you see past the guy's like quad? You know, the catcher. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can just try to and look really bad at trying to do it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and there's certain catchers if they're setting up outside and they're lazy about their signals. You know, yeah. you're more apt to try and do that. You know, and maybe if you're that type of guy, then you're really tipping your hand because maybe I don't know. He was. Yeah, you, I, I mean, I, more often than not, I you know the, usually this the signal stealing is going on from second base, from what I can gather, and that's generally fair right, game. You right, know what I mean? Exactly. That's seen as fair that's game. gamesmanship. So that's never really looked upon, and there was no one on base at the time. So I think he must have been trying to stare back, which is you know kind of low low ball stuff. Yeah, it's sometimes odd in baseball. It seems like there's such a fine line between gamesmanship and like things that are going to really piss a dude off. There's yeah. definitely a lot of unwritten rules in baseball because Oof. of the amount of games they play. It's just like this whole code. Yeah. yeah. They they do a lot of policing of themselves. Yeah, Hence the but... Bautista flap, uh, bat flip that just pissed off. Like, <laughs> the Rangers through the whole yeah, just like, <laughs> And then they punched him in the face. But it also, it also pissed off a lot of the baseball people. You know, yeah. the guys, you know, the 45-year-old batting coach for, you know, whoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That didn't like the, how that, you know. It's a new world, man. <clears throat> it is. We're, we're, we're Make embraced. America baseball fun. I mean, make make <laughs> baseball fun again. Like, my, uh, not Mike Trout. Uh, Bryce Hopper. Bryce Hopper said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it does. It, baseball, to it. There is something to it. And I, mean, I love what Bryce Hopper brings. And I love how he doesn't listen to any of the old school, Yeah, you know. And I love what all these young guys bring. Cam Newton, you know, it's like, let them be. You know, if you have these guys, like, too much in their head, we're not going to get their 100%, 100 best, you know, athletic performance out there. You want them unbridled. Yeah, exactly. That's just a bunch of old people trying to, you know what I mean? Just not, I mean. Come on, old people. Come on, Make the transition, all right? Start it now by following Kevin Finn on Twitter. And tweet him up. Yeah. Um, so what I took from that was that, you know, Rick Porcello's like, I, I just, I see him on the mound being like, man, I really like being a part of this rivalry. I really love being a part of this rivalry. I really love pitching here. Yeah, yeah. You know, this rivalry ha- really hasn't been that, that fiery for a while. It surely hasn't. Yeah. And then I think he was just, you know, a kid from Jersey who's got a little bit of an attitude. Is just like, I'm going to get fired up here. Yep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I don't put it past that, you know, if you've ever met anybody from Jersey. What's your take on the uh A Rod departure? I mean 
I mean, good riddance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just kind of a strange because, like, at the beginning of the year, it was just like, like this is how we all expected it to end. But then there was this weird time where it was like he's reversing, like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And he was on like that tear, and then, but it's kind of interesting, like how quickly the Yankees. I mean, like turn around, turned like, on him. I mean, the, the blood is just the guy has just taken a flamethrower to every bridge he's ever crossed. So you think by them, like it was a surprise that they offered him that? I don't like, think anything's advisory a position. Or? Yeah, because I, 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 I think it's, I think it's hilarious. A that people are actually taking this retirement seriously because I guarantee you. He's going to be playing for some Florida team next year. Dude, he's going for the 700 home runs. Yeah. He's not die- He's not stopping at 696. No way, dude. He's good. The only reason he's playing is for ego right now. Yeah, no question. So, so uh, you know, uh, I think it's kind of humorous that people are taking his retirement seriously because he's an egomaniac and he needs to get over 700 home runs at a minimum. And the only thing I could see is, you know, like a little bit of a conspiracy theory amongst MLB to, like, not sign this guy. Yeah. You know, I could see that happening, but I don't seeing him, I don't see him willingly walking away at right. this point. To think that he's not going to try and take a shot in spring training right there next year is, to me, is naive. And he might not even have to wait until next year because uh, today, Giancarlo Stanton, it was stated, is done for the season. So he's uh, got a groin issue, so he's done for all the rest of the regular season, so like six weeks. Oof. Uh, so, and that's where he resides, yeah. Miami. So I don't know, maybe they kind of can platoon him at first with Justin Bohr. I mean, I mean, the only thing is, this is a National League team. He's pretty. He's a he's has he's, to play. He's a heavyweight. He's a DH, big time. You know what I mean? But so, I just think like for maybe a Marlins team. Trying to boost ticket sales for a little bit, you know. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Tampa Bay yeah, next year. That's where I think he's going to be. Right? Tampa Bay. Why not? You know, if Joe Madden was still there, I'd say probably not. But because you know the things that kind of the wheels are off there a little bit now, and it it really makes me sad though to kind of see that how the Yankees are just making this very mature, quick turnaround, you know, of their team. And uh, like restocking their farm system, and they're like, not going anywhere. I mean, they're, they're yeah. just that, that's you know, this is the modern day rebuild. I mean, it's yeah. when you're especially when the Yankees. So, but they have I mean, smart they're people. Always, they're, they're always like in the past. They've been like this year, this year, this year. So they've been stupid, and they've maybe traded some guys they shouldn't have traded as youngsters, you know. And like that model was great for a Red Sox fan to watch the Yankees employing that. Yeah. But now it's like seems they've finally wised up and realized they have a smart baseball man in Brian Cashman and just kind of give him the keys to the castle. But, whew, man, I'll tell you. You know, it's, uh, it's not to completely get off topic here, but when you talk about I the guys that, that uh, have left the Yankees, it's amazing to me what Robinson can know has been able to do post-Yankees. I mean, not that I thought that he was only good because he was on the Yankees, but, I, you know, part of you kind of thinks, like, when the Yankees, and I, they kind of let him go, but not really. I mean, he signed a monster contract there. But, like, you know, there's just part of you that's like, well, if they didn't, you know, if they're not going to make that kind of commitment, there must be something, be you know, yeah. must be something else there. And it's like, uh, 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 no, 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 no. Turns out he's still rake. Stud. 
Still stud for like a long period of time now. I know. He's good. Yeah, it seems like it was going kind of, it wasn't the best up there. And they were like, I think Andy Van Slyke was a coach up there and said, he's the worst player I've ever seen. Like when he was on his way out the door, yeah. obviously hyperbolic, but just kind of didn't have the intense thing you want out of like your best player. You know? Right. But ever since Edgar Martinez got there as the hitting instructor, hitting coach, yeah. like halfway through last season, he's just been raking. You know, <laughs> he kills it. I mean, yeah. he, kill, he killed the Red Sox when they came through. Oof. The, um, you know, who they are making comparisons to is like the next Robinson Cano. Have you heard that? Uh, one Mr. Uh, Jan Mancata down on the farm down in Portland. I haven't heard that. That but farm that may be, be getting nice. too small for him down there. Yeah. Do we see him in 2016 as a member of the Red Sox? Well, it's going to be or some interesting. There's going to be a lot of year? interesting roster moves, I think, as we proceed here. Uh, there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of willingness to move the roster pretty f- liberally and freely this year. You know, they're not afraid to send people up and down. It seems like he might get a shot this year. Third base. Well, that's you know, that's kind of well, looking like the only spot. You know, and. It, Farrell certainly has lost some faith in Travis Shaw, you know, and he should have. But, um, you know, he hasn't been great against lefties. And Makata's just, I mean, everything you read, I haven't seen any double-A games. But Well, in the Futures game, it's like he was the MVP of that game. He, like, had a bomb. He stole a base. He was looking good defensively. He was kind of showing all the tools. Yeah. You know, so just to know that he has not only those five tools, but that, that sixth tool, which is the ability to rise to the occasion when the occasion calls for it. Good point. To see that little yeah. thing happen in the Futures game, like, oh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on me today. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to come and perform and sure. just, uh, you know, blow the cover off the ball. But he he was uh, he was great in that game, and I'm glad we didn't deal him. But, yeah, he could. I was thinking they would try and maybe keep him – away till next year but that travis shaw aaron hill <laughs> platoon doesn't really you know i'm doesn't not big exactly on the aaron say, hill uh, acquisition i mean no? one home run it's He's, true but like he hasn't really got an opportunity and like he hit <clears> some <throat> hit some balls good this week when he they faced a few lefties and he started like two or three games in a row yeah he was starting to get locked yeah. in a little bit and that guy's a major league hitter i think that's not a bad pickup um it's just you know, to have this kid in it's kind of hard to have this big shiny toy yeah. and not, not, you know, I mean, you, you got a Ferrari down in the minors, you know, it's one thing if there's, you know, an older model Ferrari at third base, no. there isn't no. besides, didn't we, were we comparing oh, Pablo to a Ferrari oh, or somebody well, did no, early yeah, in the season? Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> His agent was saying. Comes full circle. Oh, wow. his agent. We yeah. just—I I can't come on the show. So he can't be him. a Ferrari, yeah, Pablo. Pablo yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's not. But it's you know when there's a Dotson playing third, it's like you got to think. Let's wow. bring up the youngin. Okay, maybe not a Dotson. That's, yeah, that no. that's that's tough. I mean, they're calling him Cavalier, uh, Mayor of uh, Ding Dong City, or whatever. Mayor of Ding Dong City. What a great word. <laughs> what a great nickname. It's so good. 
Uh, so the ageless one, Dustin Pedroia, him and his influenza, five hits today. He Rumor has it he hasn't really liked going up to the top of the order, but he's done nothing but He's hit. never liked that in his career. He's yeah. always been pretty vocal about that. He wants to be an RBI guy. I mean, yeah. he, he kind of really, like, when he was hitting uh, in the full hole a few times early in the week, it was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe I, it was Well, last he's week. a veteran. He knows, he knows where the meat on the bones is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows where it exists. I guess that's one way. I think he leads the AL in grounding into double plays, so <laughs> I guess he can't lead off the game. He yeah. can't ground into a double play. Yeah. He does not... hit a lot of hard ground balls, yeah. the shortstop, second base. He's yeah, that's tough. It was just it was I, it was just a case of kind of uh, mo- uh, excuse me, Xander and Poppy getting cold at the same time, and Bradley kind of as well. <clears throat> that kind of prompted this, you know. The yeah. Mookie's still raking, so you know, as the old saying goes, you put your best hitter in the three hole. Boom, let's get him in the three hole. You know, especially where those other guys aren't really hitting, and, and hopefully it'll get him going. Um, and okay. then, and also with the Benatendi call up, I also thought that was kind of a situation where, oh, this giant lineup needs a jolt. Yeah. You know? And it's like, when you look and everybody, you hear all the talk around baseball and you hear all the talk about, oh, that lineup has great length yeah. or is very long. That's because you have guys up and down the order that are tough at bats. Yeah. And now look at that bottom three in our order now. Yeah. You got Holt and Benatendi and Sandy Leone, not necessarily in that order. It's ridiculous. It's a murderer's row. I, I, I've got a scene that I would pay, like, I would literally pay thousands of dollars to, to see this scene, though. Ooh, okay? This one's for you, Cash. It's, all right, Ben Attendee's at his locker. He's by himself. It's like pregame. You know, like three, four hours be, before game time, right? Okay. And they're out there taking back So Petey's only been there for like five hours at this point. Yeah, but Petey's already been there for five <laughs> hours, right? And, and, and like he got there like an hour and a half before Ben Attendee, right? You know what I mean? And Ben Attendee got like three hits yesterday. Say, say. This yeah. is a scene okay. campaign, right? Scene. Okay, so now Petey just finishes batting practice, okay? So he's coming back into the locker room. It just so happens that the locker room has cleared out except for one, Ben Attendee. And he's at his locker. The exchange between Dustin Pedroia. Now, I love Dustin Pedroia. I think he's a team guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? No question. But he's also the emperor of that locker room. Yes. And he likes to, 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 to mind mess with. The younger players, thank certainly you, rookies, certainly a high-end rookie. Mind messer. But a guy that's basically coming up and playing left field, but he's a second baseman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who? Who? Ben Tendi. No, no, he's an outfielder. He's an outfielder. Is, oh, okay. Is. But I, Does know, this change the scene setting at all? No, no, okay. no not really. All right, all right, I thought he played a little bit of infield, but, you know. Just what is it like there when when Pedroia comes in? It's just is he all positive or is he just giving a little of the the shaking up the the piggy bank a little bit? I think all the youngins get the shake up yeah. to the piggy Pedro- bank from yeah. old number one five. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, he is. I just mean, a little reminder of who runs the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, I think he realizes that that is a proper rite of passage of young players to yeah. come up and you know have the veterans make them taste exactly. It a uh, anybody hitting you up with the tweets? The uh, Ben said he might tweet in tonight. Old Ben Fay on the East Coast. What's up, Ben? We'll give him a shout out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this guy he, he he's he's gonna have to he's gonna be in that first one hole for a while now. I mean, if he keeps raking, I mean, yeah, five hits today. I mean, he gives you such fantastic at bats, and we just got to get Xander going, and this lineup will be once again 
I mean, just I think yeah, Xander's going to be fine. We all know that, right? Everybody had a hit today in the lineup except Shaw came in halfway through. Hanram had three. How about Hanram the other night? Two, three-run bombs. He's going to be on a three-game bereavement. Oh, is that what's happening? Yes. He, he lost somebody in his family? They just they, yeah. That was the, the standard just bereavement. Three games off. That That is probably uh, a pretty good thing because... A little rest for the wrist. A little rest for the wrist, yeah. Because and I was happy to see those two moon rockets he hit the other night because yeah. I was having kind of flashbacks to last year when he ran into the wall in early May, mm-hmm. you know, and hurt his shoulder and then didn't hit home runs for yeah. the rest of the year. It's like... I was thinking of that with this wrist because then he had a few games where he didn't really hit. You know, he's back to like, a Ferrari. He gets a flat tire. He's, that's he's, it. he's not good. Boom! Yeah, boom! <laughs> Put that fix a flat in there. <laughs> yeah. It's good to go. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, and, you know, give him a little clear his head a little bit. Hopefully, it's not too. It wasn't too close to home. You're, but uh, you're so that if that means he's in the breathing list, you're gonna see a lot of T. Shard first, and uh, yeah, a lot of your boy Aaron Hill, Aaron Walter Hill. Yes. Going to be over at third. Did not know his middle name is Walter, so someone said it the other day on the podcast. Walter Hill, one of my favorite directors right. from the 70s. Warriors, anybody? Come out to play? Warriors! Check it out! Check it out! <laughs> Can you dig it, Cash? Can you dig it? Oh, baby. Um, yeah, so what was in sent a collective hush... Over Red Sox Nation was Poppy fouling the ball off his yep. foot the other night because that just screamed, "Oof!" It did. It was a it little bit scary. Career he came back and played the next night. Next which night, was, huge. Really, uh, to me, sent a message to myself that he he's he's going for it. This is it. Yeah. He's not, you know, because in past they've really tried. The past couple of years, it seems like they've really tried to balance his. Health, as far as you know, everything, and this is a little bit more of a go for it. I mean, I was surprised to see him out there, especially with that. That's like a a, a bruise, right? Yeah. If you're if you're okay, then it's like a really really bad bruise. Yeah. And it's crazy because the one thing he keeps complaining about, and what he keeps pointing to as to why he's retiring and why he can't do this past this year, is his feet. Right, and then Achilles. he goes and yeah. just drills yeah. a ball off his foot. Right. It's like, I can guarantee if a baseball hit my foot at uh, 100 miles an hour, I'd be I'd be on the DL. Oh, yeah. It would be a DL stint. Yeah, that would that not be pretty. I don't think <laughs> be raising it up in here. here. You know? Yeah. Big, big old cast. <laughs> oh, boy. How you doing over the cash? You hanging in? It's almost over, buddy. Can we took cash it? to, uh, what was it called today? Where'd the you go? Trampoline Legoland? place. He jumped like a maniac for like four hours. No, an hour. What was the name of that jumpy place? That's Sky Zone. Sky Zone. Nice. Also, we went to the mall where you like, where that is so awesome. Oh, oh, the uh, virtual reality. Oh. Very interesting. Nice. It's coming. Nice. Also, I did at Sky Zone. Yeah. One thing I did want to bring up, okay, and Stephen Wright, you know, guy... That, you know, hasn't been so good uh, for the past month or so. It was great in his last start. Mm-hmm. guy we've really came to rely upon has not been making his stunts now because he's got a bum shoulder from? Pinch running. Pinch running. Like, well, I, heard a lot of call, I heard a lot of calls for Farrell's head after that. Wow. Run. You know, I mean, this calls for Farrell's head on a daily basis. Yeah, but they, they've really And I'm usually care. an apologist, but yeah. why? Why? 
That was a tough one, man. That they're was really, a... yeah. I, I, you don't just this. I mean, like I would think, like even if I was looking at my f- starting rotation first off and my bench runners, I'm thinking Stephen Wright's probably at the bottom of that list. The bottom of the list. I mean, he's. I'm runner. guessing he's probably the least flexible out of all the pitchers. <laughs> he probably has to do the least amount of running. I'm thinking Rick Porcello is is, is a better call. Well, I'm than glad Stephen he didn't Wright. do that. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. The same thing happened. Man. Um, I mean, here's a th- here's the deal, you know, about that type of approach. Joe Madden's really kind of bringing it back a little bit, little league style this year with a lot of what he's done, and he's got done, done a lot, you know, puts a pitcher in left field and brings it back in in the same inning and yeah. and all that stuff, and that's great and all that if you're a National League team, right? Because that becomes part of your identity, and guys know when they go in and practice that they're going to do that. But a guy like Stephen Wright is not running the bases during practice. He's not practicing that, and his body's not used to it. And these are, they're horses, you know. That was that's the the kind of the comparison that's always used with pitchers, and they are. It's perfect yeah. because they're thoroughbreds, and when you just, just tell them they're going to run a, a quarter mile, they run a quarter mile. When you take them and tell them they're going to run the two mile. They're going to blow a hamstring or something. Yeah. And no, it's out to the glue factory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, that's that's tough. So, no glue factory <laughs> no, no for re- Stephen no, Wright. No, but... reason. no wonder why Poppy was in there the next day. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not limping. Yeah. I'm not limping. It's like that. Is that a Family Guy episode? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, you know, he's just like, oh, no, not me. I'm fine. You know? Yeah. Conversely, is there like an opportunity to be set out to stud? You know, if you do make it through it healthy, <laughs> that'd be great. Well, we're, that's where Poppy's going. What's he going to be yeah, doing down he, the beach in the Dominican? And what's a bummer about that is, is like, there's really no good from Stephen Wright getting two weeks off. It's not like, you know what I mean? He throws 98, and maybe at this point in the season, like, oh, you know, give him a little rest. Like, he's a knuckleballer. Like, he needs to be pitching. He needs to be playing. Like. He he might as well be playing like winter ball down Puerto Rico because like he throw that thing every day, you know what I mean. So uh, it's a little bit of a bummer. They're definitely putting the best face they can on it. Um, not one of better John John Farrell's better moves. Yeah, his absence has given us yet another opportunity to see Mister Clay Buckholz. Buck. Happy birthday, by the way, to Clay Buckholz today. Uh, back in the starting rotation. Yep. I am happy to see that. He has his look good in this latest bullpen stint. And even yesterday he went four and a third and gave up three earned runs, but at times he didn't look too bad. I've I'm done with Clay Buckles. He's gonna have one more turn. Um I think he's I mean what you're gonna see, I think what is what you've seen with them pretty much of late is he can't get through the first two or three innings. So it's like our first inning. And so I know, I mean, maybe he's kind of gone after a little bit of that in relief because he's had to kind of come in. But, I mean, he hasn't gotten that much work. A lot of the work is kind of just... Yeah, mop-up duty. I mean, not quite mop-up, but, I mean, it was the other night. And, mm. uh, I don't have a lot of hope for him. And it, it's, right now it's a bit of a weird roster spot, to be honest with you. I'm sure there's other ways that they John Farrell would rather be using that position. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's just he's been such a tough guy to figure out that there's always that possibility that he does figure it out and goes on a stretch of six weeks where he's just unhittable. I know? mean, that's the other thing. You know, he does had, had he has great stuff. So, you know, maybe he'll go. Maybe he's just pissed off enough to say, you know what, 
I'm going to go on a run here. I'd like to see it. It's a it's a win win for the Sox, really. I mean, you know, he they have a team option on him for 13 million for next year. Does that get picked up? God, I hope not. In this pitching pool league, what do you what do you expect for 13 million a year? You it's know? true. I mean, you know, <clears throat> at least bring him back. Maybe try and bring him into spring training and see where the starting rotation ends up, and then maybe you deal him. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He probably has all kinds of no trade at this year because he's he's a ten year vet. Where he is, I, I'm not interested in being involved with Clay Buckles no. anymore. No. So with today's win, that's the Sox third in a row. That puts him uh, at sixty four and fifty two. Uh, still two games back of Toronto. Toronto and Baltimore both won today. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that Baltimore game, but uh, San Francisco was up on them 7-1 going into the seventh inning, and Baltimore came back and won at 8-7. San Francisco's, their bullpen is not the same bullpen as it's been over these past, you know, last three even years when they've been making runs to the title. Um, so looking ahead, okay, this Ends a homestand for the Sox. Because of the sweep, they were able to make it a winning homestand, thank God, yep. at 4-2. and two. Uh, So it's not two lo- back-to-back losing homestands. Um, so now they go out on a very pivotal road trip. 11 games Huge. in 11 days over four cities. This is kind of a murderer's <clears throat> row, you know? So, I mean... David Price... David Price has turned the corner. Yeah, and it's time for him to 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 really. It's all. It's going to come together here. I feel like this is a moment where if you go out and you can get, he's going to probably get two starts, right? Yep. If you can get me two wins at this point, it's you know, it's it's all all's forgotten. Right. You're right back. You're right back where you're supposed to be. I mean, if they start winning games right now when they have to at the right time, then everyone's going to forget about. Uh, I mean, not when everyone's going to forget about it, but pitching in Boston is tough, and it takes an adjustment, and he's allowed the time to kind of catch on. And if he can go out there on the road and lead this team along with Porcello and a couple of the wins fall in line, I mean, this is a huge road trip. This can really get the momentum. This is the building of the wave if they're going to make a big crash in the playoffs, I think. I was really excited on that last road trip at how many good starting, uh, you know, like quality starts they got. You know, the starting staff really kept them in the game a lot in that. And it was just because the bats were cold that they didn't win more games on that, you know. And, uh so when you look at this team, it's like there's been times, you know, the hitting's been the most consistent, you know, and then the other two facets of the game, facets of the game are like starting pitching and relief pitching, you know. Right. You can say four facets if you say defense, but that's been pretty consistent for the Sox all year. But that hitting has been the one that's carried them. But now that you see maybe this starting pitching is coming up mm-hmm. and we've seen flashes of a bullpen taking shape, you got to love having Kimbrel Brank and still having Brad Siegler back in there and Matt Bonds is emerging as a as a quality arm down there at the end. Maybe they pick up Jonathan Papelbon. Oof. Just released that, by the Nationals. Ben texted me early in the week about them doing that. I said, uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> no, I think I think yeah. there's a, there's – Upper management that would they're like you know swearing that uh, there's no way that they'd let that happen while they still work there. I think right. he he pissed off enough people that that he kind of burned his bridge there and he left enough memories 
you know, throughout the the management side. I'm I'm talking outside of baseball. Him and Farrell, I think, probably still have a good relationship. But I heard he gave Jed Hoyer a call, trying to latch on with the Cubs. Um, so just looking ahead to this next week, because we'll be back with you next Sunday. Um, oh. So they have that game, which is a makeup game from the first series in the year tomorrow Tito. at Cleveland, yep. going to see Tito, and then two Baltimore for two, and then they'll have a full finish the week with a four game set at Detroit, who they have a, you know a little payback going yep. to Detroit after Detroit swept in the last series of Fenway. Very odd scheduling in the fact that um, the first game in Detroit is an afternoon game at after, one ten p.m. Right after a late. A late night game for the Sox right, too. Right, they have a late. Why late. is that? I want. I mean, is Kiss playing Comerica Park yeah, Thursday night? I don't know. I mean, that's insane. It's like a getaway day on the front of a series. Yeah, that's going to be a tough little spot to, for them to get through. O'Brien was talking about that with Eckersley the other day. So. Yeah. And and the, these are like you know, Ball, Cleveland's a quality team, Baltimore's a quality team, Detroit's a quality team. After that, to finish up the uh, road trip, you have to go to Tampa, and Tampa's been playing better ball lately. It seems like uh, Odorizzi and, and Smiley, those guys have kind of exhaled after not being traded and are pitching much better right now. So they're going to be no joke. Rays always play the Sox tough. They've played them tough this year. They always give them a tough run. They do. So I'm hoping, you know, you hope they can get out of the seven games this week, at least go three, four, 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 and three, you know. We'll see. We'll see. A lot know? of pressure on this road trip to do, to make some things happen. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here in the next few minutes. Uh, anything you wanted to get off your chest before uh, next week or uh, anything we didn't talk Where about? Where are you? You know, i got a question okay. for you. Okay. All right. Bring it to me. Where are you at with Dave O'Brien? You know, I'm not blown away by Dave O'Brien. You know, because I gotta say, like, especially in a game like today, where it's sixteen to two, right. that was Orsillo's. Like, I mean, that wheelhouse. was that was just his wheelhouse. You know, and I've t- I've t- actually tuned into a couple Padre games this year just because. He's doing the commentary, but and- I also hear Dick Enberg down there in some of the games too. Like, is he not doing all of them? Wasillo, like, I don't know, uh, uh. but you know, I really miss the personality, and he, you know, him he and did, Remy was so good, and it's like I feel like Remy now is he's not as good, and he's he's really there's no chemistry in my opinion between him and O'Brien, and I also feel that I feel. Jerry Remy feeling that his job is threatened and that he's been told by producers or whoever that he has to do more and he has to be yeah. more involved. And when he starts getting all fired up and starts doing this stuff, it really just it comes off as awkward to me and it comes off as something that he wasn't doing in years past. I mean, he would give you in-depth, you know, details. Hey, kids, you know, took it. this is, you know, great form and all that stuff. Yeah. But now every once in a while I'm noticing he gets up on these big runs and it's, yeah. it's just out of place. But. It's too bad. I mean, they broke up that great team, but, you know, nevertheless. What are you going to do? Hey, Cash, we're going to get out of here. Do you want to do a shout-out to anybody? You want to say anything to anybody? Maybe give out happy birthday wishes to anybody? Yeah, Who happy birthday to Mama. Her birthday's tomorrow. Right? Mm-hmm. Say happy birthday, Mama. Happy birthday, Mama. There you go. A happy uh, 29th to Michelle Finn. 21st. Uh, you know? Oh, there you go. We'll have to get a few drinks. 
Oh, man. Well, that sounds good. Well, for Kevin and Cash Finn, I'm Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with us, gang. Go Sox. Go Sox. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.